everybody. I'm Peter, and I'm a teenager, but I have a low voice. He's a uh, cross hair. I don't know. I didn't think about an intro for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike. That's, I love that voice. I know. I was. Oh, low voice. <laughs> I was just really. Ladies, man. Yeah, I was just really excited about my low voice one, and I didn't give a thought to how I would introduce you. So, uh, fine. I'm Peter. Welcome to Rebels Rebels. The, I'm not going to do that anymore. Welcome to Rebels Rebels. We are the podcast that explores the entire Star Wars expanded universe through a deep dive of TV, movies, books, and all other media. Heck yeah. Oh, man. And we're back. Yeah, we are back, baby. Mm-hmm. And we're, we are, I mean, we're going to be just chatting Bad Batch, real informal. Yeah, we're going to um, be chatting Batch. Chat and batch. Oh, yeah. I like that. Chat and yeah. batch. Sounds a little dirty though. Chat and batch. Uh, yeah, we're chat and batch. We're two buds. Tat chat and batch. And buds I... chat and batch. Oh, oh my gosh! Nice. We've coined I, it. I love it. All right, cool. I love that. Uh, yeah. I wish I was chatting started with a B. Bud <laughs> butcher and bet. Oh, my gosh. that sounds <laughs> weird, weirdly dirty. Never yeah. mind. Okay, okay moving on. Chat and batch. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are excited. This would be a little bit more of an informal format, kind of like when we did our Mandalorian recaps. And you know, this is just Rebels, Rebels after hours, after after Ooh. Rebels. I love it. Rebels, Rebels after math. Yeah, didn't work. Yeah, you are enjoying an adult beverage while you pod, which is something that you have never done on the podcast. Yeah, tonight was. Yeah, tonight was sushi night, and I usually enjoy an ab- adult beverage with sushi, and I'm just letting the good times roll. I love that. Yeah, we're 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 usually tea guys around here, but tea we're guys. we're kicking it up a notch. Yeah, but we're just buds chatting batch, so we're just <laughs> decided. You know what? We're Let's buds just... chatting batch with a brew, B- brew buds, button <laughs> batch. Yep. Um, this is getting dangerously close to like a wall decoration that says live, laugh, love. So I am going to cut that off. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that you can be dangerously close to that. I think <laughs> life is live, laugh, love. And if you, if you stray too far, then you're no longer, then your buds disembodied from the batch. Oh no. Oh no. All right. So I want to start it off with just generally speaking, you and I were actually pretty negative on Bad Batch when we heard about it. Yeah. How are you feeling now, Mike? What do you yeah, think I about was like Bad so Batch? I was like so bummed for this show. I was like, oh, because I'll be honest, because that new season of Clone Wars was rough stuff for me. I didn't like it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's a fun. Let's, let's start there because I actually rewatched a bunch of it last oh, night. Oh, that's a good call. I couldn't rewatch the middle because it just, I don't know, it felt like it dragged. But the things, the key takeaways I got from it was I never actually saw the ending of it. This was my first time actually the thing where like Maul goes, Maul goes to jail, that part. Well, no, the whole thing when there's Order 66 and Ahsoka and Maul and Rex, you see what happens with them and how oh, yeah. Rex gets the chip outside of him. And then, yeah. you know, what happens with Vader at the very end, which was cool. I thought it was an incredible ending to the Clone Wars. Yeah, honestly. no, no, no. All in all, it ends well. Just the bad mm-hmm. badge part of it is, yeah. is, is, is poo-poo on a platter. Almost yeah. like, I guess you could call that a poo-poo platter. I guess you could. I think I just turned, I think I just coined that. Yeah. 
But the other thing that stuck out to me was that it feels like in comparison to the original conceit of the Bad Batch, they toned them down a bit, which I really appreciate. I uh, Did yeah. you watch the new Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a scene where Paul Rudd's character is like the bad boy of it comes in and he like rides his motorcycle to camp and then crashes it and like gets off and is like, what up? I'm late. Oh, it smells. Who beefed? I'm late. Andy, so nice of you to grace us with your presence. You were supposed to be here a week ago. Whatever. Smells weird. Who beefed? Who beefed? That's my favorite. I know. That's that's essentially how they introduced the Bad Batch in, yeah. in Clone Wars. Like, they skid in on that's their good. cool guy. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm just like, okay, this is a bit much for me. But yeah. I think both of our feelings have changed quite a bit. <laughs> well, quite a bit. <laughs> Okay, I'll, we were going to try to ed- not edit, but I might have to edit that. Wow. Yeah, the, none of that is staying in. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but I think our opinion has changed quite a bit. How do you feel? Did it change for you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I really like this show. Um, I'm, I'm, it's probably the best first episode. It's okay. I'm going to go on a limb here and say it's the the best first episode of a Star Wars animated show to date. Wow. Don't know. I mean, that's not a high bar. Yeah. Rebels, the Rebels first episode. You're like, ooh, I don't know if I'll stick through this. The I'm just thinking about first episodes for animated series Resistance. I, I I've never liked that show, and from day one, it was just not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clone Wars struggled the first season. And then you have the intentionally like younger audience shows. And those are all pretty good. This seems like the audience is a little skews, a little older and just based on first episodes of shows like that, this is the best first episode. Um, Yeah. I was kind of blown away. If I'm going to be completely honest, the tone is incredible. Um, They developed the characters in a way that I really didn't think I would, I would care about these people. And yeah, they did a great job. Um, yeah, I don't know who directed it. Um, I know Dave Floney had a big hand in this, but kudos! I freaking loved the direction that they took this. Yeah, I'm. We're recording this on Friday when episode two came out, and I haven't seen episode two. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to chat with you before I watched episode two because I'm so excited to watch it tonight. I need to watch it. I'm just like, I almost have. Ugh. Yeah, you said you were excited about Star Wars again. Yeah, well, I'm I'm worried. Because Mandalorian made me so excited and Bad Batch is starting so strong that I'm like, oh no, Mm -hmm. I, I hope I'm not heartbroken. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the episode. We are introduced to the titular Bad Batch. Um, I also came to the conclusion as well that we're basically watching Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I mean, except Ralph tries to kill everyone <laughs> yeah crosshair is ralph um michelangelo is definitely wrecker wrecker yeah leonardo is obviously hunter yep and then, and then donatello is two people he's, he's data and yeah well that's the thing uh they have they have a redundant characters in my opinion those two i'm like interesting they're gonna have to like bifurcate and like push these two apart a little bit yeah that's a that's one thing i actually wanted to talk about because um you were talking. I'm still. I'm still learning the their names. So excuse me a little bit. But you were talking about Data is one of them, 
which is or are funny. You, are you just I mean, talking about Star Star Trek? No. Well, that's <laughs> funny because I I Data is one of their names, right? Which is um, or did I make oh, Tech. That up? His name's Tech. Okay. Oh, Tech Data, yes. whatever. Yes, and then Echo is the other one that we are talking about. And yeah, I mean, you said they're a little bit redundant. Um, even like functionally speaking, they kind of have the same powers, for lack of better, a lack of a better way did to describe Echo, it. Did Echo? You rewatched Clone Wars recently. Does Echo come up in Clone Wars as like a new member? I, yeah. I can't remember. Okay. Um, I didn't. So I kind of watched up until the Echo rescue. And then yeah, I kind of right. stopped after that. So I don't know if in the middle episodes it was when he officially joined the batch. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was rescued in the first kind of arc of the new Clone Wars. Um, Remembering that now. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a character from the original Clone Wars, someone that Rex had yeah, left. He was, and, yeah. That's right. He was captured by the enemy forces mm-hmm. and turned. they tried to turn him into like a droid clone hybrid. Yep, and that's he was he was like right. that. They called him the algorithm, so that's how they were able right. to know yes. all of the clones, you know, like tactics and defeat them. And that's also why in this episode he doesn't trust Tarkin because Tarkin yep. was in charge of the mission when he got abandoned and eventually captured. So yeah, he knows plus, that Tarkin doesn't care about clones. Yeah, plus Tarkin's a fracking vampire so <laughs> yeah but yeah so we're watching ninja turtles and i'm here for it um 100 yeah, 100%. yeah I, you, oh, okay. I mean okay we're just gonna jump wherever we want to yeah do you believe that crosshair is there has to be i have to believe they're gonna bring him back into the bad batch fold like i i'm gonna predict there's a whole episode or a whole arc around rescuing crosshair pinning him down, taking out the chip and him going like, oh, I'm free from the mind games. Like there's, there, that has to be a thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing to talk about because one thing I really appreciated, and I think we're in a, maybe it's just a Disney thing because they're trying to do it with Marvel a lot too, is this idea of the more thoughtful villain. Um, yeah. And so one thing I really liked was Omega, the new character. She kind of knows what's going on with these inhibitor chips. And so right before Crosshair breaks bad, I really appreciate that he's like, that Omega's like, you know, this isn't your fault. Um, I know what's happening and it's not your fault. And we, it's so clearly that Crosshair's kind of brainwashed, not just kind of a jerk. Um, which I think makes it more sympathetic, you know, half the first half of the episode, I'm just like, come on, crosshair, stop being a jerk. But then she had that little interaction with him, like just before he officially breaks bad. And you're just like, okay, that's more tragic than it is, you know, just like a mustache twirling bad guy. And so, because we know that it does have to do with inhibitor chips, I do think that crosshair is probably going to be the big bad, at least for season one. And that brings some weight to this tragic story. And, you know, I think it could really only end one of two ways. Either one, they they figure out what's going on with this inhibitor chip and basically rescue Crosshair or um, they kill Crosshair. So <laughs> Which either would be, one's pretty tragic. And both are kind of rad, yeah. in my opinion, and would be bold moves. The The move that would be... A little bit of a snoozer is keep crosshair 
as the your main villain protagonist throughout mm-hmm. i that would bore me a little bit yeah um but but i'm but i'm fully on board and interested in what's going on yeah and a hey, little bit more about on. yeah i gotta you hit a quick pause okay If you just saw me tango into the room with a glass of wine, but that was what I needed to check on. Uh, dope. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I'm keeping that in the pod. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should. Adult beverage mic is fun. Um, speaking of that, I think it's a really fun little thematic tie into Clone Wars, too, is you notice that, you know, Crosshair keeps saying, like, what is it? Good soldiers follow orders, which is oh, yeah. a direct quote to the clone trooper yep. Tup, who was the first one who kind of had their inhibitor chip malfunction. And that's what kind of set off red flags for something weird is going on with these chips is, you know, Tup, before they killed the Jedi that they killed, was saying good, good soldiers follow orders. And so I think yeah. that kind of falls into the brainwashing camp, which I think is is a pretty cool touch. It does. I love that. I recognize that immediately only because um, I'm really into chill hop, which is, it's it's like, it's my favorite mm. music genre of all time. Like, I, okay. I just love it, which is funny. I don't know if you, I, and I sent you a playlist. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. I, of, of, of Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Star fun. Wars chill hop. But one of the songs on this uh, rad playlist is called, what's it called? It's called Love, Love Pledge and... Uh, the arena. Live, laugh, by, love. Live, laugh, love. It's called Love Pledge in the Arena. And it's by everyone. I'm going to plug this. This rad artist called Closed on Sunday. And they do all these chill hop versions of Star Wars songs. And they keep repeating that line hmm. in that song. The good soldiers follow orders. Uh, we have to reach out to this band and ask if we can use their music. They're so flipping good. Oh, that'd be cool. But I just, I love that. That's like one of those small things that they are threading through this show that you don't need to know, mm-hmm. which I think they touched on really nicely. You don't need this background information, but they thread small things like that through that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, totally. Just ele- elevated for the, the, those of us who care, you know, yeah. about podcasts, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, another touch I really liked, and I didn't realize how much I liked this, but the, I really enjoyed the parts that they directly lifted from the movies and put in the animation style. Um, like in the beginning you saw like the capture of Dooku and it's literally oh, yeah. what happened in revenge of the Sith without any changes. Um, and then the emperor's speech I was reading that happens is lifted directly from the movie. Like they just, they straight up took the audio from the movie um, and Whoa. just animated it in the clone war style, which I thought was a cool, cool touch. Oh, I well. love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, the I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they they said thread are threading through from. I mean, we have the newsreel voiceover, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. for anyone who's you know new to this show. That's from Clone Wars. That's a Clone Wars um, element. I'm curious if they'll continue that now that the Clone Wars is done. Yeah, it's interesting because oh, that's a good point. Because yeah, that was something that was very interesting with how it hit me emotionally with the new Clone Wars when that ended and how it ended. I'm like, oh, this is like the official end of the Clone Wars. Like when they 
If you have, yeah. if you've seen the end of Clone Wars, it ends with Ahsoka and Rex burying a bunch of clones that had died on the ship, um, and making little graves with their helmets. And it's like, yeah, wait, that's that I forgot. That's how the Clone Wars ended. Like, if you're lucky, you became a brainwashed, compliant drone until you died, and yeah. if you were unlucky, you got killed trying to hunt down your friends. And like, I'm like, oh man, that's so tragic. And so I. Yeah, totally. It'd feel weird if it still started with like last time. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it would. It'd be. It'd be a bummer. It. It would. Wouldn't super work. Yep. Um, some other things talking about little Easter eggs. There's there's so many lines peppered out th- throughout this show, but mm-hmm. one that stood out to me was like the them talking at one point to Echo, and them saying he's more machine than you're more machine than man. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Yeah. Not hear Obi Wan saying his mm-hmm. more machine than men. No, yeah, like it's like there's lines like that where I'm like, okay, these are clear, clear callbacks. Like you can't, you don't unintentionally do that. Um, I know we're, I think we're. It's interesting. We're rebels, rebels pod. We haven't talked about one of the biggest rebels implications. Yeah. So let's, let's so let's not. <laughs> let's just keep let's just keep pushing it back out until the end because I want to get there at the end. Okay, sure. Um, um, yeah. Saw Guerrera. Oh, that's not the big Rebels tie-in. No, from those three episodes that were, that Saw was in. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a that's a I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty interesting in this one. Yeah, it was cool. It was a different. I mean, it, it's even it's a little intermediate intermediary um, because the model looks a little different than when we first saw. He's a little older, a little bit more mature. Um, but the original actor from Clone Wars uh, ended up. I thought he was younger here. So he's younger than we saw him in Rebels, but he's older yeah. than when we saw him in Clone Wars, which would make sense because that's oh, how time yes. works. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a flat circle, but whatever. Oh, yeah, you're right. My my mistake. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he was... I'm trying to look up the name. Um, I'll look it up. Oh, there. Andrew Kishno. Kishino. Andrew Kishino is the original voice actor of young Saw Gerrera, and he returns for this. And I, I thought this was also another very, like, speaking of a more, like, a darker arc is, you know, we, we're used to the clones wrecking shop and destroying, like, killing people and going crazy, but, like, we aren't used to them killing people because we've seen them butcher machines for years and years and years. So just this idea that they'd be you know, sicked on a bunch of people and not only people, but, Mm. you know, a lot of refugees, kids like that was something that I thought was really, it was a dividing line for me of just like, Oh, like this is, this is the empire. This is different than anything else. And I don't know. It was just, it was really cool. I think that's why I like lost stars so much. The Claudia gray book is seeing different perspectives of all these events that you love and know, like we've seen order 66, but now we've seen it from, you know, four or five different perspectives. And that's so interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it's like the new twilight book from, Edward's point of view. It's just exhilarating. <laughs> I'll have to take um, your word on that one. <laughs> I, I haven't actually read it I don't, and I'm not going to. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, it is fun. And Saul Guerrero, I mean, I can't say his name without thinking like the unfortunate side effects. 
is that one tends to lose one's mind. One tends to lose one's mind. Unfortunate side effect is that one. <laughs> oh, there we go. One's mind. There we go. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Okay, thank you. You took things. You brought me there. <laughs> yeah, good one, saw. Um, what other? What other? Little Easter eggs. I mean, a, a ton of tie-in, tie-ins, small tie-ins too. Oh, do you know what's fun? Just in general, is the Caminoans and being on mm-hmm. Camino. I love Camino, but maybe it's just because I love, and it's probably why I live here in foggy Monterey Pacific Grove. I yeah. love stormy ocean. Anything. Yeah, and Camino is, you know, all planets are one biome. Yeah, so that's that planet. Speaking of which, quick aside. Have you watched Star Wars Biome? Uh, three or four four shows came out on May 4th no. on Disney+. Plus. Bad Batch episode number one, a Simpsons The Force Awakens nap time. A, a, the least exhilarating of them all is the spaceship, like the fly-throughs of the different ships, uh-huh. Millennium Falcon and Imperial Death Star. And then, or the Imperial... Uh, Ship. And then the last one is my f- one of my favorites. It's biomes. And it's just a very slow crawl over different biomes. Like, I don't know if I have Apple TV. I don't know if you have it. But oh, my gosh. That Apple sounds T- so up my alley. Apple TV has these things when you're just on home. And I just keep them on at the house all the time. So they just slowly move over different landscapes, like with a drone in real time. And you just watch a city. So they have this thing called Star Wars Biomes where they go over Hoth during like the Battle of Invasion of Hoth. And they go over they go over one of the places in uh, the Mandalorian. Do you know that that like rice pagoda field mm, village? Yeah. They go over that and they go over Tatooine and they go over uh some, but it's just like oh and they go yeah, they go over um uh, I don't remember the place in the last Jedi with like the red salt. They over that crate. They, yeah. They over crate, but it's oh, just like yeah. so relaxing. Oh, and the last one is act two. They do act two. And I'm just like, do you remember uh, when we used to live together? Um, yep, there was this exactly. thing. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. There was this thing. It was right when like plasma TVs were a first, a thing, you know, affordable. And we got our Costco Vizio TV and we were so happy about it. And part of the stock thing to be like, Hey, what's up? HD TV is cool. Was this thing called sunrise earth? Yep. It's that. It's for Star Wars. so sick. It was just this. It was all. It literally was just they would set up a camera somewhere and be like Arctic tundra, and it would set up a camera in Arctic tundra, and then they would just watch a sunrise. Um, or it was called Sunrise Earth. They would watch a sunrise for like thirty minutes, and it, it would be there would be five grown men sitting on a couch, each holding a bottle of wine, just like watching this in silence with the lights off, and it was the most peaceful thing. I still oh. have such fond memories for for that. So it's that, but Star Wars biome. It's funny. When I was watching it last night, I was thinking, Peter and I need to smoke an adult beverage and <laughs> sit together and watch Star Wars biome. Oh my God, that would be fantastic. Oh, I love that. 
Um, there's also, if you're an HBO Max subscriber, the app Calm, the meditation app, just came out with something Ooh. called World of Calm, and that's it's been my jam. It's like it's basically the same thing, but it's narrated by a famous person too, and it's just a random like they have one on pasta making where it's just like someone delicately making pasta and like like Oscar Isaac narrates what's going on. My favorite one is this one that's done by it's like a tree maker in Lithuania making a canoe and it's <sighs> it's just Keanu Reeves being like and his hands they watch as they move gracefully over this ancient redwood and it's so <laughs> so good i love it oh my god say i want all this stuff but for star wars yeah which is biome oh, doing i love it um we haven't talked about other than the big reveal is i want to get your thoughts on omega because omega already seems to be a fan favorite what do, what do you think about that a little confused she's already a fan <laughs> favorite I just hear a lot of hype for Omega online, so I am assuming that oh. people are just just into her as a new character. I think she's a she's supposed to be the Baby Yoda parallel. Say more. Just I, I think it's. I mean, I think what they're going for is they were just like, we need a cute and fun audience surrogate in this. Uh, uh. Someone that like. You know, if you don't care about Clone Wars, you don't care about the rough and gruff. Like, it can't just be a show about, like, angry clones beating each other up. So they need something in there to lighten it up. And so I think she's the Jar Jar Binks. She's the C-3PO. She's the, you know, baby Yoda of the crew. And so, you know, I think there's a scale there for audience acceptance, probably at the low end with Jar Jar Binks, even though you and I are, (laughs) are partial to Jar Jar and the high end being baby Yoda being an absolute smash. I think she's not baby Yoda levels, but I have heard a lot of positive fan reaction to Omega. That's interesting. I feel neutral, if not a bit worried by her. It's the one, it's the one element that I'm, not sold on. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how she grows. I, 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 I had the same reaction. I was a little confused by the the Omega hype um, because I didn't fall in love instantly like Baby Yoda. Um, I also think she she suffers from Caleb Doom syndrome, where she has an adult voice and a in a tiny baby body. I think that's my problem too. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't like her voice, <laughs> but um, I think. It depends on how she grows. You know, Ahsoka Tano at the beginning of Clone Wars was yeah. fairly insufferable. So, but now she is freaking awesome. So I think I am looking forward to the growth of the character. Yeah. I, I haven't, I don't think about her at all when mm-hmm. I think about Bad Batch. I'm sure by season two pending, yeah. you will. But right now I'm. Yeah. I am interested to see functionally too. Like, evidently, she's a defective clone, and so, like, what does that mean? Is she like, does she have powers, or is she going to have something crazy she can do, like move things with her mind, or is she just like defective because she's a girl with blonde hair? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we messed this one up. It's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that could be problematic. Yeah. Um. Ah, that's interesting. I haven't thought about her much, which is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny. So I guess I'm gonna keep my eye on her a little more, but um when I watch tonight. But um I I mean I'm I'm almost at the end of 
my thoughts here on on the show. So should we move into? Uh, yeah, let's th- do to it to the big to the big big. Yep, let's do it. All right, here we are. We're about to talk <laughs> about <laughs> space whales. <laughs> I was really waiting on bated breath to see what you would put there, but no. Of course, we were talking about Caleb Doom, aka Kanan Jarrus, yes, aka Jarrus. the toddler that talks like this. Yeah, and he <laughs> apparently is Dave Matthews already. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny. I know you know because we texted each other. Mm-hmm. But it, within 30 seconds of watching the show, I knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, because we're Rebels Rebels. We love Kanan. Mm-hmm. And we know intimately his history. But also, if if you've read the comics, you know what planet we're on. You know what time period we're in. Mm-hmm. You know where Deep Lava is is headed. Deep Palaba. Deep Palaba. <laughs> Deep Palaba. Um, yeah. Deep Palaba. I I thought it was great. Um, yeah, the second you see Deep Palaba, you're just like, oh, okay, this is gonna be rad. I'm so stoked. And I didn't. I actually didn't know. I didn't know anything about Bad Batch other than the Bad Batch were gonna be in it. So I didn't know it was gonna be an Order sixty six kind of thing. And so the second I kind of put it you know, two and two together that this is going to be order 66 from the standpoint of Kanan. I was really interested in that. Um, even though we have seen it already, which you referenced and there's some kind of interesting things. So if you read the Kanan comic, there are some mm-hmm. similarities like the clones turning on them. Um, commander gray is the clone that kills deep Abulaba in both, uh, comics, but, there were a bunch of changes as well. Um, yeah, there were changes. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if there were changes. I mean, I guess you tell me if I'm wrong. Someone just remembering from back when I read the comics, but there just seems to be additions. Because if I'm remembering the comic, it's like when Caleb, when Kanan's told to run, he runs with some trepidation and then kind of finds his way into a city and, you know, but. So it's just like they're filling in the gaps where they could. I thought, from what I can remember, they did a pretty diligent job of not altering the comics. But am I wrong? Yeah, no, they actually did alter the comics a little bit. Um, I am trying to look furiously, Google what those changes are. Um, But I thought it was kind of interesting because, yeah, they did take some artistic liberty. Um, Let me see. Okay, so the 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 events were slightly different. In the comic, Deepa, Balaba, and her clone troopers are resting around a campfire when Order 66 comes in, not engaged in battle. Also, the Bad Batch were, no, were nowhere to be seen. Um, so it was just a different setting. And I remember this now because it was more like forest setting. They were kind of just like hanging around telling campfire stories. And then all of a sudden they turned on them when like they were having this formerly warm moment whereas in the show they're engaged in battle the bad batch is there and they are um you know doing some stuff um and then also the other thing too is that kind of what happened to the end is yeah you're right that deepa balaba says like run kanan runs and in the comic gray i think one of the clone troopers is the one that chases uh, Kanan and he eventually gets away. But in this, obviously, it's Crosshair and Hunter that uh, 
that chase canon. So there were there were some liberties taken, which I don't. It's not like world breaking or canon breaking. It's just it is kind yeah. of interesting that they they decided to bend the rules a little bit when they formerly have been pretty strict about that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it feels it's not breaking it enough mm-hmm. to disqualify the comics in my mind. So. Uh, which I love. I love the comics. Yep. Um, yeah. And I mean, we've, I've been making fun of it, but you, you have to have Freddie Prince Jr. back. I feel like it would be, it would oh, be blasphemy to not have Freddie know. Prince Jr. back. Yeah, it, it would be, but it's just, I, I'm trying to remember the line Caleb says when he's like, he says this just like such hippie line that is so rough. <laughs> that it's just like, well, it's in his character. And it's just like this hippie thing, like, you know how I do. Like, yeah. something like that. And I'm just like, oof. Uh, that, that is very canon. I mean, he's already a cheesy dad, even when he's like 12. Yeah. It is. I mean, speaking, though, of like ties that you don't need to know, like that is a thing that it's like, you know, if you're a Rebels fan, that's really, really cool. And you're, you're stoked about it. If you're not a Rebels fan, then yeah. it, it doesn't take away from the story. Except for I did have a friend text me, which I thought was really funny. It was just like, I why is that kid's voice so low? <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's, it pulled me in right away. Yep. Cool. So it worked. It worked for me. Um, shoot. That's, that's so much of this episode and what I'm excited for and what I'm, I can't wait to see more of. And I'm very, <laughs> I'm very curious to see how this grows. Yeah. This is, I'm more nervous than the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, I can't imagine. I could not have imagined being getting worse. Mm-hmm. This one is fraught with potential to go either direction, because yeah. from here you could you could spin off from any canonical connection and just go into some wonky zones. So we'll see. Yeah, judging from the animated series, and maybe we'll close it up with talking about what we hope we see, but I will say a little warning for our animated friends. Um, We know from experience that if you watch our Rebels Rebels show, we call them Bridger episodes. Um, You know, there's some episodes that they just kind of fill time with, and like we said about the new Clone Wars, there was about half the season that was kind of just filler, no killer. Um, that could get pretty old if you're waiting week to week. You know, I remember that being kind of hard watching Rebels the first time where you'd watch an episode that, you know, you'd watch half an hour of this thing and it just went nowhere and it really didn't have a point. And you're just like, okay, now I need to wait another week. Or sometimes when it was like a break, it would be off for weeks or months. So I think we need to be patient. There might be Bridger episodes. We just need to expect it. They can't all be bangers. But I think overall, in retrospect, the arc could be quite fulfilling. Um, And with that, I'll say, Mike, do you have anything that you are specifically looking for in this story? It's funny. I I usually, it's the opposite of of what I want from the Mandalorian, which in the Mandalorian, I wanted them to push away from the canon and really lean into Mando's story in his arc and baby Yoda's arc and to, I don't care about crossing paths with our characters. I almost want that more with this <laughs> because I think it tethers it. Um, only, and I say that because 
the Clone Wars, latest Clone Wars season in which the Bad Batch are introduced. They go on such a goofy, wild ride that I did not enjoy, that I don't want them to go back that way, that I want Mm -hmm. canon characters to keep them a little more anchored. So I'm hoping for more canon bump-ins, more ties to Rebels, more ties to uh, Rogue One, more ties to, you know, you, you know, just... I want more tie-ins for this show to work because I don't know that I trust these new characters quite yet to hold my uh, at like admiration, but mm-hmm. maybe they will over time. Yeah, totally. I, I actually agree. I think, you know, part of Mandalorian, what I'm looking for with that is I want to just live in the world. You know, it doesn't really even matter that much what's going on with, the story, it's just, I love being in that world with this. I still love being in the world, but I think there's a cool opportunity to explore those different points of view um, that I was talking about before with the Claudia Gray books is, you know, we know Ahsoka's out there. We know there's a fledgling uh, rebellion about to start. You know, we already crossed paths with Saw Gerrera. And so I think it would be cool if the Bad Batch, you know, gets get kind of looped in with some of those people and they might be instrumental in starting up this very, very small rebellion and coming in contact with some of the characters we love. I also am interested because I think the end of Clone Wars shows very clearly that Vader is on a mission to not only seek out the remaining Jedi and kill them, but they made it very clear that anyone that helps the Jedi, anyone yeah. who disobeys Order 66 as well, are all traitors and yep. are all guilty of treason. So maybe we're going to see some Inquisitors. Maybe we're going to see Vader. Maybe we're going to see some, I don't know, some really cool fugitive type hunter yeah. stuff, which could be very fun. One of the things, so I agree, and one of the things that the this the illusions I got from the Bad Batch where it reminds me, and I'm hopeful for this, you see Caleb run off, and most of the Bad Batch is protecting Caleb and what he represents. And I almost got Lord of the Ring vibes mm, for when yeah. for when Aragon and Legolas and Gimli they lose uh, Mary and Pippin, and they're like, "Well, do you know what we can do? We can track the, we can still track <laughs> them, and we can go on an orc hunt to try to protect them." Yeah. So part of me is thinking, "What if the Bad Batch did that?" And they're like, "You know what? We're going to go after the people who might be going after other Jedi or Caleb. Yeah. We're going to protect Caleb, even if he doesn't know we are protecting him." And so, what if there was this tie-in where the Bad Batch were protecting Jedi? And Jedi didn't even know they were being protected, but mm. the Bad Batch were in the background keeping people safe. I love that. That would be amazing. Yeah. I also like that because I love that scene in Lord of the Rings because they're just like straight up, just like hoofing it on foot, just like running after orcs. Like, hoo, 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 hoo. And just, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the red moon rises. Yeah. Blood has been spilt on the- I think that would be incredible. I love that. Because yeah, as I mean, we don't know exactly what Caden was up to in this point caleb i should say because he's not caning yet at this point in time so that could be a very cool tie-in i love that yeah we'll see i mean that's that, that's a big hope that's like me basically writing what i think bad batch should be but <laughs> we'll see if that comes to fruition yep 
Cool. So stay tuned for more batch talk. Bud's talking batch with brews. <laughs> Bud's chatting back with brewski. Yeah. Um, I am excited and I'm stoked to watch episode two tonight. We will be dropping episode one and two, our reviews on the same day. And so stay tuned for the next one. And in the meantime, Mike, do you want to tell people where they can find us? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Gmail, all at Rebels Rebels Pod. Yep. That's it. Cool. Do you have a fun sign off for <laughs> this show? It. Yeah. Go f yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you've had one too many adult beverages. <laughs> Keep it in. All right. Bedtime. I got to go to bed. All right. Good night. Bye. You ruined it. Safe out there. Stuff like that. Yeah, bye. bye. <laughs> I'd be so sick to keep it. In. I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep it in and all. <laughs> yeah, I think mostly that. I think most. I think there's three edit spots when yeah. you say. <laughs> just spots. so funny. <laughs> Did I say the bad? Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you swore once. I swore. Once. Yeah, That's but it's actually when I did it. I'm a good boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. <laughs>